episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about I, Tanya, starring Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan. Yes, folks, Sebastian Stan, the guy who plays Winter Soldier. Allison Janney, Julian Nicholson, and Bobby Convalli. I don't know who that is. Directed by Craig Galipsy. Uh, this is Jordan along here with Eric and Ed. Eric, how are you doing tonight? I'm sure you're going to rate me for those. No, I'm doing all right. You know what? Uh, that Bobby Cannavale, uh, or whatever you want to pronounce Kenavale, it, yeah. is is he's been in a few different things. He's, he's in he pops up in a lot of stuff. He played um, the guy from Hard Copy, uh, who was sitting in the chair in this movie. Yes, but yes. either way, that's, that's what it was. Ed, how are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. I think we should definitely uh, <laughs> rehearse our pronunciations of names before the show. Yeah, <laughs> hey, some names are know, hard, but I'm some okay. More more organic this way. But I, I tell you what, guys, before we start, I want you three, well, you two, and all the fans to know that I am, in, I, I am trained in espionage. Yes. <laughs> I am, I am uh, uh, anti-terrorist, a terrorist, whatever. You know why yeah. there is a certain element of this movie that I enjoyed more so because I feel that those, those small-town characters were people that I knew. Like, yes, those are people it, that I know too in this movie. It, yeah, it, it feels yeah. like I mean I'm not friends with them. Don't get me wrong on that here, ladies and gentlemen. But no. you know I I know who they I could point them out to you because they go to the same bar probably. These are the kind of people that we met at Ed's strip club down in Pennsylvania last year. Whoa, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, uh, guys, before we talk more about it, we I just got done watching I, Tanya. I've been excited for this one. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I actually sent you a trailer to this thing like four months ago saying this movie's going to be amazing. Yeah. And it, was a, and, it was, and it was on a limited release, and it just finally is now getting worldwide releases here. Margot Robbie, I'm going to say it, she is, she's the female Heath Ledger, right? I mean, what I mean by that is she, she goes all out for a character, right? I mean, my God, you you put her next to the real Tanya Harding. It's it's uncanny. The makeup in this is impressive, with with the exception of a hundred pounds. But yes, you're right. What? They look exactly the same. Well, today, like they were doing, like Tanya Harding is not as hot as she was back in the day. Like she's like the time has not done well to her in real life. In did real you, life, Ed, Ed, did you just say that Tanya Harding? Tanya Honey was hot. Harding, yeah. Back in the day, yeah, Harding she was, was hot. She was smoking hot back in the day. She was she was hot for a redneck. What Where did you just about? tell everybody I was from? <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. She is your kind I of girl. From, I'm from the Appalachian Mountains, and we produce some homely looking women. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. You're from the Where Mountains? The Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian. Appalachian. Mountains. Appalachian. Well, for those of us that those of us that live here and know how to pronounce it, it is the Appalachian Mountains. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, Bobby Ken of the Valley. <laughs> everybody, before we go on, I just want everybody to know that during the summer, the red on Next Ed is very, very bright. The skeeters start biting at it. So, um, Tanya Harding, uh, we were all we were all at a pretty young <coughs> age, right? We were all under ten years old when this happened, mm -hmm. and. Yeah. 
and uh, I didn't know much about it because it was it was it's crazy. 1994, we had two big things. We started the year with the kneecap, and then we ended the year with OJ. Oh wow, really? I remember very vividly. I remember uh, walking into the room when, uh, and my mom in a hurried rush, when Tanya Hardy won, was sentenced when, in her court hearing because it was televised. Yeah. I remember yeah. that very much too. I uh, it was a big year, man. Like '90s were, you know, people were thinking it's all tame back then. I said, no, that's a roller coaster, man. We <laughs> we it was. We had a lot of stuff happen in the '90s, and it was, it was a good stuff. You know what, though? Like, this movie did a good job of of really showing, you know, kind of how it was, I guess, you know, in in that area. But there's one thing that I noticed is that Tanya Harding had that had that distinct haircut. You know what I mean? Like she had that, her haircut was bad. Yeah. Yeah, she had like that, that that distinct hair. Like it's almost like it was the texture of it, including with the with the style too. That just very ratty. Very it like just ratty seemed nineties. Like it just seemed it was just like you were born with that fucking nineties hair. And <laughs> the the two thousand seventeen movie magic that is today did its best, and it could not because the nineties are forever fucked up, and you are only gonna be born with that. And that's just like something, I don't know, I just I noticed that I was just like, you know what, the hair just doesn't seem to fit, Margot. Everything else is fantastic, but. Yeah. I want, yeah, the, it hair, the, hair, need, the hair needs to be like, just completely bleach fried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ed, were you, ex- were you really excited to see this movie as much as I was? Because knowing that this was going to be something as special or. No, I mean, honestly, like when, when, when we had talked about maybe doing this, I remember the story because my grandma was uh, real big into figure skating, and I was a ten-year-old boy, and I thought it was a little feminine. Yeah, finger skating. But yeah. you know, yeah. But uh, no, I was not excited about this movie. I mean, I love Margot Robbie; I think she's awesome. But I just thought, okay, here we go. Here's she, she's going to start her artistic side kinds of things, and it's going to be super independent, and it's going to be shitty. And I was, you know, I'll save my thoughts. For the final review, but I I was glad to be pleasantly surprised. But I I did not give a shit about this movie whatsoever until you watched it because you messaged us saying this was the best movie you've seen all year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was better than Star <laughs> Dude, Wars. Figure skating did have a spot, didn't it? Like it was hot yeah. for a moment. Yeah, it was. It was I, Brian Boitano. Like <laughs> that was <laughs> South Park. What would Brian Boitano do? Who's the 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 bald Scott guy? I remember him. Oh, the only straight one. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Let me mute myself on this one. Let me yeah. see if she knows. That's that's a, actually a good way to put that. <laughs> I, uh, I don't I don't remember his, I don't remember his name, but yeah, I mean, like, I remember I remember the whole thing only because obviously it was the first big news story of our lifetimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That and OJ, and. You know, I was see this. That was what nineteen ninety four. I was yeah. I was eight. Oh wow! Nineteen ninety five. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was like ten then. Yeah. So like you know, like I remember, and I lived in my with my grandparents, and I remember like my grandma took over the TV whenever like figure skating was on because she loved it so much, and I remember, I just remember it. I mean, I don't necessarily remember having any feelings about it. I don't necessarily remember how my grandmother felt about it other than I just remember the incident. Yeah, you just kind of like, you were just taking it. Scott Hamilton, by the way, is the figure skater. That's Scott it. Hamilton. <laughs> Scott it. Hamilton. Son of a bitch. All right, thank you. Um, 
So I don't know this director from anything, really. I've never really heard of this guy, but uh, what a... This movie's not only wonderfully acted, uh, but wow, I mean, like, every single cut when it comes to editing was really good. I haven't seen much flaws. Every movie has flaws. Uh, lighting was good. Cinematography was good. Uh, I, I mean, everything about this movie I thought was spot on. I was entertained with this all the way through. Like, I was, I was really excited about it because I love Margot Robbie, but I was hoping... I did not want to have Margot Robbie be good in a shitty movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Holy and cow. this movie just did it. This director's got some movies under his belt, too. Oh, really good. What's the director done? Uh, Mr. Woodcock, I think we all... Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Woodcock, Kevin Spacey, huh? No, that's uh, uh, it's Billy Bob, right? <laughs> Billy Bob and... Uh, yeah, Billy Bob. Yeah. Uh, what's, and who's the three-piece? Uh, Sean William Scott. Um, okay. Who's uh, uh, Lars and the Real Girl with Ryan Gosling? Mm-hmm. He directed Lars and the Real Girl with uh, with uh, Gosling. Yeah. yeah, he did United States of Terra, one of my favorite shows on Showtime with um, Tony Collette. Have you not seen that? That's a, it's a good series. That's, I've heard of that. Have not seen it yet. It kind of uh, it was in the 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 dawn of um, the actors who do play the multiple roles. So she plays ah. she plays a mother, a suburban mother who has multiple personality disorder. Nice. My all-time favorite, Million Dollar Arm. There you go. Which, actually, I'm making fun of it, but that was a great movie. Was it? That was a great movie. I have not seen that or The Finest Hours, but The Finest Hours was, um, I don't know. John, uh, John Hamm's in it. Alan Arkin's in it. It's got Eric Bana in it. It's like, come on, man. It's got Eric Bana. Bill Paxton. Yeah. So, so Eric, um, how did you feel? And this, this, is, this is a strange question, I know, but I just thought it was interesting for the character part of the movie. Um, how do you feel about uh, Tanya Harding, what well, Margot Robbie's character, getting completely physically beat up all the time? I right. mean, like, did you believe half of it, or do you think it was bullshit? So here's when when it's a situation like that where uh, when I, there's two people saying like, no, I didn't happen. It happened like, or this happened, and they say, no, I didn't happen. This happened. When I hear kind of that, he said. She said, I automatically yes. just believe all of it. <laughs> I just automatically, I just go, okay, everything that you guys said, all that's true. All that happened. You're both horrible people. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's and they, they tell you, they tell you right at the beginning of the movie, like, this is the accounts that they, that we were told. So, whether it's true or not, I mean, they definitely took Tanya Harding's side in the movie, I think. Uh, but they said, this is what these people actually said. <laughs> if you don't believe it, there's video. <laughs> you know, like, I don't remember what they said verbatim in the opening crawl, but it was like, this is wild, this is crazy, but this is what they actually said. I like you know that. What the- I like that. Sorry, yeah. I, I like that they, that they probably just took a whole bunch of interview tapes, a whole bunch of audio tapes, and they were just like, okay, well, that's the source. Let's just write this down and shoot. Go from there. And just go almost... And by in a chronologically step by step order from the details of the interview. Yeah. I mean like my only gripe that I have with the movie is that I don't know how they really were in real life, but I guess I kinda wanted to get more of a of a relationship with Tanya and Nancy. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if those two really hung out much because in the movie you know they like smoked pot in the room and they hung out once in a while. But you know, I guess I thought going into this movie that this movie was all going to be about Nancy Kerrigan getting kneecapped, and really, 
that's not the story. The story is just about Nan- is about Tanya Harding. But I, I really, really wanted to know more about their relationship together, honestly. You know, because I wanted to feel bad for Nancy when she got popped. You know, I, I understand that. But I think that, you know what, I understand that completely. I think that the fact, though, that we didn't know that so much about her, other than that she was just kind of this innocent, is supposed to make it so that you feel bad. Because she is completely just not on any of the radar of what's going on in the life, you know? Like, yeah. She mentioned, yeah, that they were cool. Like they, you know, they were they they played they were teammates basically. That's their mm-hmm. behavior that I saw is that they were teammates, right? And that's yeah, yeah that's how teammates. Are. I mean, I think I I don't think that we were supposed to feel bad for Nancy Kerrigan in this movie. I think we were supposed to feel bad for Tanya Harding in this movie. That's a good point, Ed, because I feel this movie is very one note. I don't think it tells both sides to the story. I totally agree right. on that one. Right. I mean, it's. But that, I don't think that's the point of the movie. I think it's a biographical movie about Tanya Harding based on what these interviews had said. And it's you, you're, I think it's designed that you feel bad for Tanya Harding for being put in the position that she was in by not supposedly not knowing what had happened and her entire life getting ruined because of her piece of shit husband doing a really shitty thing on her behalf. Yeah, he is a piece of shit husband, wasn't he? Uh, all those yeah. people were were pieces of something, man. Jeez, which, they're pieces of work is what they were, man. Which makes me want to say this. Allison Janney in this movie is fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, at the, at the end, they show the real clips of the interviews with the, some of the people. And Tanya Harding's mom, like, you you just look in her eyes, like, at, at the, the in the interview. And you and it's a, they take a, a snippet and they put it in the movie. But you can tell that woman was a bitch. She's terrible. Was it uh, Tanya said that uh, when she saw Allison Janney's performance that she, it gave her chills or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it would. I, I didn't, I didn't read that, but if but Alice Allison Janney's brilliant. You know, she's been great in everything she's ever done. I, she's one of my favorite characters from from the West Wing, and I think that you know her acting really probably did. Did that woman a service? She probably studied the tapes immensely and got everything down. And the script is rough on on Tanya. Like she, her mom makes her pee herself when she's a little girl. You see, the interesting thing is that I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people online actually liking her performance more than Margot's. Oh, I it listen. It's a dead heat to be yeah. quite honest with you because um, there were. Have, have you ever, and I'm sure you guys have, have you ever seen a movie that's one that's had like some acclaim or something like that, or you watch it, and there's that scene that happens, and you, as you're watching them, you're like, oh, this is the scene. This is, yeah. this is their performance. This is it, you know? Whether it be like Denzel Washington in, in what, Glory, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, certain thing, Al Pacino, you know? Uh, certain certain parts that just kind of stand out. Uh, uh, Monique was a big one for, in, um, Precious, that was a that big one. She did that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and this one had a few different moments. The one where, actually, Margot had two of them. I thought the one where she actually had to uh, do like the 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 face shot where she was putting on her makeup and she oh, was trying to kind of hold it together and she was doing it in yeah. front of the camera. And she, but that was a great performance. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, again, Allison Janney just does the entire movie. She is. 
the female Tom Hanks, someone had, sold, had said that, and I couldn't agree with him more, is, like, she is of that same caliber, you know, where, like, anything that she's going to go into, she got it, it's gold. Everyone's just happy. When Nelson J. walks yeah. in the room. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, shit. though. What what a shit mom to try, uh, towards the end of the movie, uh, she tries to secretly record Tanya Harding saying that she did or did not know of this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, did Tanya know? Did she not know? I don't know. Based uh, upon this movie, we're led to believe that she didn't. You know, uh, just to, to remind everybody here, too, we might be doing a little bit of spoilers, but at the same time, like, this movie is... You know, you, you kind of already know the story. It, this is all about the performance, and it's yeah. It's, that, that's a, really that's, that's yeah. I mean, that'd be like us reviewing yeah. Titanic or a movie about Jesus. Like everybody fucking knows what happened. We don't have yeah, to worry about. It. Yeah. yeah. This is not your typical movie guys review. This is your this is your performance kind of review because it's. I mean, there's nothing else to really talk about with the storyline because we know it. Yeah. Uh, the the fat guy. My wife was watching oh. it with me. And uh, and when you see the end of the movie, when you see the real fat guy, yeah. you know, the end, she just goes, "Wow, that it looks like the same guy." They did a really like, good. Yeah, job the fact that he, the, the fact that they added the mustache in the movie made him that much more creepy. Made like, him more, made him more slimy. Right. You know? Yeah, like it was great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they obviously it was slightly artistic yeah, liberties, but like at the same time, it was fucking yeah. awesome. Like he was. Yeah, he was really good. The I really like this guy. I was I was trained. I was quoted once in a highlights magazine as an international espionage expert. <laughs> That's not my favorite line of his. My favorite line of his is when is when the husband confronts him. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, everything's kind of screwed up right now. Life sucks. My mom just videotaped over my favorite episode of Star Trek yeah. from the CNN report." <laughs> It's like, like motherfucker, you're going to jail for kneecapping a bitch, and you're pissed at your mom for knee for freaking recording your Star Trek. It's wow, <laughs> simple-minded um, folk, man. The uh, one of the one of the last things I wanted to talk about was the actual kneecapping itself. The two biggest, I think they said this. That's quote why in the movie. y'all came here, right? <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, the incident. The, the incident. two biggest yeah. boobs is what they say in the movie. How in the hell did the two biggest boobs in the world get away with this? I mean, these guys looked like dirty, just creepy guys. You like, you could tell both of these guys who kneecapped her were not allowed to be within 500 yards of a school. I mean, these guys looked bad. And then, and then you kneecap her. Denim, just straight then, up denim top. <laughs> right. So here's a bit of advice to anybody in the future: if you're going to kneecap a figure skater. You, you gotta like Hansel and Gretel it. You gotta have kind of like you gotta have kind of like you know like a trail of breadcrumbs. So how you walked in is how you walk out. No, no. What this guy does and what you don't do is you freak out, and in order to get out of the arena, you slam your head through a plate glass window. Yeah. <laughs> and even his buddy was like, "What the fuck?" That's not suspicious at all. And then you know it's like he dissed the baton. Yeah, yeah, he ditched the baton. After he tackled the dude? Yeah. He didn't even... Another thing, people, if you want to kneecap a figure skater, if you're going to hit her in the knee with the baton, first of all, wear gloves. Second of all, don't throw it away next to her when you <laughs> kneecap her. 
Maybe don't ask. Uh, first of all, ask everybody people. knows. Everybody knows. You take the gun and leave the cannoli. Or leave the gun and take the cannoli. Yeah, Godfather <laughs> reference. There you go. I, I mean, right? Uh, I mean, like, how did this happen? Is just you know, it's kind of silly too because I remember as it was happening, the driver actually actually gave some pretty good advice where he said, "Keep your mind clear, to, to so that people don't pick up on the vibes." I was like, yeah. "Holy shit! That actually might be the best advice anyone's ever given anybody because that's that's the most the most truth uh, ever." But yeah, obviously, like after you, that guy was sweating bullets, man. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like why wouldn't you just go back there, go the way you came? You know? Well, I think he tried, and he looked, and he saw somebody looking at him, so he got scared. So he tried to go out a door that had like, chains around it. He so didn't he know what to do. To run so, his he head head, so he headbutted the window. <laughs> well, I might have to, to, to when I, if I watch that movie ever again, then I'll have to take notice of that scene to see if somebody was noticing him. I didn't think there was anybody. I thought they were all just kind of maybe kind of in it alerted, you know, because yeah, of like, yeah, like what happened? Yeah. Um, my final question to everybody, and maybe I'm being a little too insensitive here, but uh, I just wanted to know. So this movie plays out, everything played out when we were, you know, when we were kids in 94 when this happened. But the FBI over a figure skating kneecap, I just, it just seemed seemed like it became a little, like, why would the FBI worry about a figure skater being kneecapped? I mean, I just, you know, it's like. Because it was across, it was over state. It was from state to state. Yeah, it was, yeah. over state lines involving a federal of over, involving a, a an extension of the United States government. And where, the, the yeah. FBI is the is the world is the country's police. Where where do they like, live again? Where do they? They're from Portland. Uh, yeah, Portland, from, Oregon. Yeah, but it like they, took place in, in Detroit, Detroit, right? Detroit's where she got Kobo. decapped in your home, your home, uh, your home city there. Eric. Yeah, in Kobo. Well, how far is that from you? Uh, Fifteen minutes. She got kneecapped 15 minutes away from you. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Right now. Currently. Right now. There's an auto show going on right now. Nice. Thousands no, of I people just, there. Look, I get it. You know what you guys are saying. You know, that what if the there's FBI, a <laughs> If the FBI, you know, I mean, like, yeah, sure. Okay. So the FBI is the country's police. I get that. But it's like, and again, I don't mean to sound like a like like an idiot here, but I like, oh, she just got hit in the knee. I mean, she didn't break any bones. She was figure skating a few weeks later. Like, I mean, this seems to be more of the media. She got to host SNL. Yeah, she got to host us. I mean, like, I mean, I just feel like it seemed like the media was just feeding more into this frenzy than what it actually needed to be. I mean, I guess my final statement with that is that did the accused really need to spend two years in jail for hitting a person in the knee with a club? It's assault. Because it, it it got to be a juicy story when when the instead of getting the dots and have it be a th- well tied back to Tanya Harding, her teammate. Okay. Like that's now you have a, a, a kind of like this this kind of Game of Thrones drama shit, man. Where yeah, someone's trying to you know Cersei's trying to do some backstabbing shit. <laughs> All right, all right, fine, fair enough. I understand that's assault, but it's just like. You know, to me, it just wasn't a serious crime like other How about serious this? crimes. Do you are, think? You know? Do you believe that Tanya had nothing to do 
with any, with any of that. Well, actually, I shouldn't say anything, right? Because it's it originally it was she had said, yeah, if you like, her husband came up with the idea to, to send death threats, and she yeah. was just like, whatever. I don't really, you know, yeah, sure. She was like, yeah, I'm on board with it, and then she quickly dismissed it, kind of right. Yeah. But this none of this she was a part of, but she's yeah. still. She's still somewhat associated, right? I mean, what what do you guys think? I think Tanya Harding in real life knew that he wanted to do something to her. I think he probably said something, and she probably gave two cents. Like, hey, how about we kneecap the bitch? And Nancy's like, I mean, Tanya Harding's like, no, that's fucking stupid. And just went on with her life, not realizing that her dickhead husband, which she should have, because ladies, little advice, if you marry a guy with that kind of a mustache, he's going to be slimy. Um, <laughs> That's, that, that is not necessarily true. I'm just saying. It's mostly true. You know, I mean, like, ladies, don't marry a guy with that mustache. Uh, but, I mean, so, yeah, in real life, do I think that he said something to her and she just kind of blew it off? Probably. Do I think that she's intelligent enough to actually get involved and pull something like this off? Well, I guess I can't say that because the world's biggest idiots did it. So, I mean, and, they, they, uh, they got caught. They got caught, but they still kneecapped. I just, I just, that's that's my last statement before we get into our final reviews. I love the line where the guy who kneecapped her said to the cops, "How the hell did you find me?" And the cop said, "Next time you want to plan a hit on somebody, don't use Visa." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, along your along your lines. I mean, I actually I thought up until this movie that Tanya Harding had everything to do with it, just like the rest of the country. I mean, we were we were all ten and under at that point, and I didn't even give it another thought because I didn't really care. Didn't care know? enough yeah. to dispute yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, and then later on in life, I never really thought about it till this movie. And I'm not saying this movie has convinced me because it's a movie. It's it's it's, it's fiction based on fact. But if we're taking this movie at face value, then she maybe she didn't know. I mean, we I don't know. I didn't. I'm sure. I'm sure by now she's written at least three books that have said that she didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's this. There's this beautiful documentary that came out a few years ago. Uh, it's on Netflix. It was an ESPN 30 for 30, and it was on both sides. That came out two, three years ago. It's a. It's a wonderful documentary that they did. So check that out. But. We want you guys to check out our final reviews here. So, Eric and Ed, we're going to go into our Is It Worth It? So, Ed, is I, Tanya worth it or not worth it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's worth it. I mean, the movie has flaws as movies do. I mean, I think they break the fourth wall at awkward times. Um, sometimes it's okay, like the first couple of times that they did it, but I think they overdid it. Um I think, you know, I, but I think the movie was funny in the sense that these people were real. They really existed. And the, they're taking these, they, I think so they wrote the script based upon some actual interviews that happened. And they just give you some levels of artistic liberty, like the creepy guy getting the mustache. But like, that was, that was perfect. Uh, this movie, to me, is all about the performance of the artists, of the actors. Like I said, Alice and Janney was brilliant. Margot Robbie was brilliant, and uh, Bucky and Bucky Jones was 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 pretty good as uh, as as the husband. stash guy. Yeah, yeah, as he was creepy. There's not a bad performance in this movie whatsoever. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's worth it based solely on the fact that I think they had great performances. But the movie itself was really good, and I felt sorry for, for Tanya, right. which is, I think, what they were trying to portray. Eric, is I, Tanya, worth it or not worth it? Oh, definitely it's worth it, yeah. Just like I agree with what you guys said, all the performances are outstanding, and it's well-paced. I think that when they break the fourth wall to kind of uh, include you a bit more, it, it adds to the pace because it's they do it in an almost like a torch-passing-like manner is the best way I can describe it, you know? Oh, good point. They, they use it as a segue um, really well in, into what they're trying to do, and it allows it to... Um, Sum up. It, it really you're you're allowed to instead of shooting a, a couple minute, five minute, however many minute scene about something. Now we've just summed it up to a, a blip of a sentence, in in a fourth wall break, and I enjoyed that because um, you know what that's probably an option that they only had to choose because they're writing the script or they heard the interview, and they're just like, well, I don't yeah. know the fuck we're gonna do this. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I got it. We'll just we'll just throw it into a fourth sentence. wall break. Yeah, fuck it. But anyway, it, it paced it really well. I enjoyed it that way. Um, I Yeah, you do feel bad just because um, even if, like, she did have some sort of association with what happened with Nancy Kerrigan, like, I would still feel bad because of just living with her mother. It's just, she just seems like a sour person. And then there's the abuse on... on from all parts, it was just it's just really sad her her story and upbringing and that part like can't really you know lie about. The mom had actually said on record that uh, when she said she's like nah I don't know what you're talking about, uh, but she did admit to hitting her with the brush. Ah, hit her with the brush is okay though. Yeah, she said that that part was true, but everything else is. She was, threw a knife at her and hit her in the arm. She <laughs> stabbed her the, with a knife. The, the brush wasn't even the half of it. Think about that. In this movie, Tanya Harding has been stabbed and shot. Yeah, no kidding, right? Well, yeah. she caught some shrapnel. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So, she was still shot. And and her husband points the gun at the neighbor, who's like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And like the guy didn't even call the cops. Like, they get yeah, they get pulled over because he's speeding. When when Alice and Janie just you know during the wedding and she's like you know you married the first idiot that said I love you right you know it's just yeah. and sure enough yeah this guy's a fucking idiot yeah and this uh, movie was just, was just great and uh, I like that these movies are now kind of hitting around the average of two hours two hours is a good average for movies everyone I'm just just saying like that should be. You know, a certain set limited amount of time and average, it's great. Kind of like how the XFL, when it's going to make it 2020, is going to be having two-hour time slots. Yes, I'm excited for the new XFL. The, but we'll the, best, way, the best way to lose $100 million is to go up against the NFL. Well, he did that once before. He'll do it again. He's going to own all the teams. <laughs> there's, um, there's nothing else that I can say on it either, guys. I mean, yeah, the movie's definitely worth it. It's really fun to watch. Um, and if you are a person in the 90s, if you were an adult or a teenager or even a kid like our age at the time, you know of this story. So, of course, I mean, this is something that's interesting to see. And, Eric, you said at the beginning of the review, and it's a very, very accurate statement. They captured the 90s beautifully in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was great to the hair, to the makeup, to the dress, to the way – just everything was spot on. So, overall, like – Definitely worth it, fans. Check this one out. 
But if you like this episode, everybody, make sure to check out some of our awesome episodes that we have on here. We've uh, we've done some great movie reviews in 2017. We're going to keep on giving you awesome reviews for 2018. Uh, you can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com. Also on our sister uh, website, which is movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. You can follow us on Twitter, which is at movieguyspod, and on Facebook, movieguyspodcast as well. But we'll be back next week, like always. But I wanted to make this announcement quick to all the fans. We have changed our release times so all episodes will be released on mondays now so instead of fridays so i hope everybody can enjoy a whole week ahead it'll be fun but for eric and ed thank you so much for joining me and we're back next week for another awesome episode have a good night guys